Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of A Good Drop, where each week and every week we travel to our favourite beach and sip a mojito beside the ocean. Yes, it is the dead centre of summer here in Australia. Well, not even quite summer yet, but it's sure as heck getting hot. Yeah, half half the country's on fire. It's mojito weather. <laughs> it sure is. So, I'm Stu. I'm Michael. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah, so Australia's on fire, and it's basically summer, even though it's not summer yet. Uh, so we're, being Australians, we're having a mojito. Yes, we're, <laughs> we're having a nice cold beverage that originated in South America, because that's what Australians do in summer. Yep. Drink other countries' booze. Yes. <laughs> so oftentimes versions that we came up with ourselves, but oftentimes yeah. not. Like uh, beer. Yeah, and this is one of the Nosh times where the mojito is, of course, very much not an Australian drink. Mm. It is, in fact, an International Bartenders Association official cocktail. Yes, and it is also from Havana in Cuba. Cuba. Yeah. Yes. So, IBA standard. Yes, International Bartenders, uh, International Bartenders Association Standard. Say that three times fast. International Bartenders Association Standard. <laughs> I'm not going mean, to. Do we have the time in this episode? Probably, but I'm, I'm not going to. That's a good episode. So We're exactly. off to a great start. We're off to a great start. So the, <laughs> the International Bartenders Association Standard Recipe for a mojito cocktail calls for four centiliters of white rum. So for those of you playing at home who don't know what a centiliter is, that is 10 mils. That means precisely 40 milliliters of white mm. rum. Which is fine if you're in the US and a shot is 40 mils. But if you're in Australia, it's 30 mils. So pouring a 40 mil shot is awkward. Yeah, so it, it requires pouring the full shot and then knowing exactly the right amount of the half shot to pour. Hmm. And then it is three centiliters fresh lime juice, six sprigs of mint, two teaspoons of sugar, and soda water. Served in a Collins highball traditionally, but you can, of course, serve it in whatever you've got at hand. Yeah, now to actually make a mojito to the IBA standard, you begin by placing your mint leaves in the bottom of the glass and then adding your sugar, which you can have either as two teaspoons of sugar or as an equivalent level of sugar syrup. Roughly 30 mils of sugar syrup is what I put into ours today. Or it'd be about 10 grams of sugar or 10 mils worth of sugar. Well, two teaspoons, yeah. You're yeah. Gonna, you get a lot of sugar and sugar syrup is watered down. So naturally yeah. you need more of it than just plain up sugar. Mm. Well, it was two... Uh, cups of water to one cup of sugar syrup. Two parts to one. Yeah, exactly. So it's a bit watered down. Yeah, a little bit, but that's the idea. Yes. So, um, yes, you take your you take your mint leaves and you put them in the bottom of the glass and you add your 30 mils of fresh lime juice, squeezed fresh from the limes, very important, and you add your sugar or sugar syrup 
and then you muddle it, but only just firmly enough to release the oil from the leaves. You don't want to tear the leaves. Mm. That's very important for the presentation. Oh. And but, but for, not for the flavor. Oh, and for what it's like when you drink it. Because gotcha. if you tear the leaves, you're going to end up with little chunks of leaves coming up the straw. Mm. Fair. Yeah. And uh, so then you add the rum and you stir lightly to dissolve the sugar if you didn't use a sugar syrup and lift the mint leaves from the bottom of the glass ever so slightly. Then you add crushed ice and fill the rest of the way with soda water. Garnishing with a slice of lime or lemon and a little sprig of mint. It's a beautiful drink. It's a beautiful drink. And of course, one drinks it with a straw. Yes. Very important to use a straw. Ideally, either stainless steel or paper, because we are all about that environmentally friendly life here. Yeah. Um, But the straw is not just to drink out of. It's the kind of drink that you need to mix every so often as the alcohol settles to the bottom. Yeah, because there is some very definite differences in weight and viscosity of the ingredients in this Mm. drink. So I made the mistake of taking a big swig right at the start and all I got was sugar syrup and sugar syrup, lime juice and Bacardi. Whew. Quite potent. And I've made the mistake of thinking this paper straw is actually capable of stirring this drink, <clears> and <throat> it's just bending. Yeah, it's why yeah. at home I have stainless steel straws. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the paper straws are pl- pretty flimsy, but better than plastic. That's true. It's all better, better than plastic. Hmm. So yes, we hinted at where the drink originated from. Well, we said it outright. It's Havana, Cuba. Um, oh, I just tasted it. It's good. Yeah. Mm. Um, there's, I mean, there's a couple of theories behind where the drink originated. One, our, the biggest theory and our favorite is uh, Sir Francis Drake. Yes. Now, as I'm sure many people are aware, Sir Francis Drake landed himself and a bunch of men on the coast of Cuba with the intent of... Uh, Taking the city of gold and all of the gold rumored to be therein, but as we all, as we both know, he was unsuccessful. Yeah, and his crew, upon arrival, were sick as dogs with scurvy and dysentery. And apparently. dysentery, yeah. Um, but the the local South American Indians were known to have remedies for many diseases. So a small healthy party went ashore to Cuba and came back with the ingredients for a medicine. They used a agadient. Decana, mint leaves, and the juices from sugarcane and limes to be put together to put together a tonic, which turned out to be quite effective. Now, we know that lime juice was the key ingredient there. Yeah, uh, that was the thing that saved them from yeah. pretty much everything that ails them because they needed vitamin C. Mm. Uh, but the uh, other ingredients definitely made it taste nicer oh yeah they i mean as we know they make it taste nicer but (laughs) straight lime juice is no fun yeah but a slightly more recent suggested version of the story is that it was all slaves working the sugar farms that came up with all of it Mm. but what is known 100 percent for sure 
is that slaves working the sugar farms are exactly the people who came up with the I've got it written down who came up with the Aquadiente de Cana, which literally translates as firewater of the sugarcane, because they were using the offcuts of the sugarcane that weren't being taken by, mm. you know, the people who were turning it into something else, and they were making a drink out of it. The earliest form of cachaça. Yeah, very, well, very early form of cachaça or rum or, mm. you know, call it what you will. But the likelihood that they came up with the exact remedy that saved Drake's men is slim because no one really spoke to the slaves except to take anything of value off them. Yeah. So, yes, let's let's jump to the most recent claim to fame as a result of mm-hmm. the mojito, which is, of course, that it was invented in... La, Bo- La Bodeguita del Medio in Havana, Cuba, which is a restaurant bar. Hmm. And they claim that they are the birthplace of the mojito. Do they? And they have also been um, spoken of quite well by Ernest Hemingway. He sings their praises <laughs> because they make a version of the drink that he's a fan of. But that's because he likes their version of the mojito. Mm. Which is? Well, a slight variation. There are seven there are seven different versions of the mojito. Oh. But the International Bartenders Association standard is the only one I care to know about. Gotcha. <laughs> because it's the best one. Yeah, this one's pretty good. You can taste everything. It's got four ingredients. Nice and simple. Yeah, a lot of them, they overdo it. You know, add something, twist something, change something. Hmm. But why? Yeah. I mean, it's I've had a variation of, of a mojito with dark rum or spiced rum, which was pretty good. Mm. Well, there's a different term for that, though. Hmm. And I, I don't remember what that is. Why not? Um, I have to look it up. Where's your knowledge, barman? <laughs> it's not IBA official. <laughs> so, uh, of course, Bacardi has advertised heavily with uh, mojitos because of the uh, party, relax, relaxed kind of vibe that the mojito puts forward. Well, yeah, and I mean, the the mojito very much stayed to the Americas until Bacardi popped up in the 1800s and made it better known. Fashionable. Yeah, made it it fashionable and spread it and started doing their mojito mixes and their margarita mixes and all Mm. of that sort of thing. Absolutely. To simplify making it at home. And, of course, pushing heavily that you should drink it at the bar because you can drink it with Bacardi. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. Um, I don't know. Mojitos in popular culture, There's it definitely makes an appearance in the James Bond movie, Die Another Day. Oh, yes. It is drunk by Halle Berry's character. Mm. Uh, it's making an appearance in pop culture in 
a good drop podcast. <laughs> mm, very <laughs> we're, true. We're mentioning it today. Um, where else have I seen it? It's definitely a, a, a standard cocktail that you can get everywhere, even if it's not on the menu. Oh, yeah, you can. I mean, because any bartender worth their salt, if asked for a mojito, should know how to make it. And any bar worth going to should have the ingredients. Mm. These four ingredients are staples in just about in like hundreds of cocktails as we've uh, gone through with cocktail, common cocktail ingredients. Yeah, exactly. I mean, as as we found, you know, a lot of this stuff is um, in the International Bartender Association classics. Mm. The ones that are even older than the Mojito, which supposedly dates back to the 1500s, if we're dating it back to Drake. Mm. Which, you know, take with a grain of salt. Um, like the let's take the uh, martini for example. That was really just invented by some guy looking for looking to make some extra marketing cash. Well, yeah, and a lot of them were, but mm. then it took on a life of its own. Mm. I mean, the old fashioned was, I guess, similar in a way. But then you you look at your. Um, I guess other things that were popular in the South, not South America, but the South of America, Mm. like the mint julep, Mm -hmm. which very much uses similar ingredients to this. I mean, it has mint in it. (laughs) (laughs) I take it it's got white rum in it as well. Well, yeah, because in, I guess, hotter, more Southern areas, there's something very refreshing about mint. mm Oh, it is a very refreshing ingredient. Yeah. For sure. And lime is always good in a cocktail or in a refreshing cocktail because limes are are great in in cocktails because you can water it down so much, water that flavor down so much that, um, well, you can water it down so much and it still has an effect on your drink. You can still taste it. It still tastes refreshing and the that little bit of acid in the lime juice can help keep your stomach working properly when you're drinking a lot of water well yeah i mean you can put a single slice of lemon or lime into a jug of water and keep topping that water up all day Mm. and you'll still get something out of it yeah so naturally if you put lime juice 30 mils of lime juice pretty limey. into a drink. Yeah. Blimey. <laughs> Blimey, it's limey. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So we should probably talk about what this tastes like. For anyone, I mean, we're assuming everyone knows what a mojito tastes like. Mm. But I guess for anyone who doesn't know what a mojito tastes like, we should probably describe the flavors. Well, it tastes like fresh lime, mint. Fresh lime and mint. And a, a hint, hint of white rum. It does, it does. And it's, it's sweeter than it should be. Mm. And it's obviously because the ice is cold. Yeah, it's cold, it's refreshing. Mm, really refreshing. And you got a tiny, tiny bit of bubble from the soda water. Yeah, though, I mean, there's, there's a little more to it than that, I suppose. Because it's not just like, oh, I'm drinking mint or... I'm drinking cold, bubbly mint. And lime. And lime. Yeah, drinking cold, bubbly lime mint. Like, we're, we're well, not. I mean, it's that's pretty much what it is. 
cold bubbly lime mint, minty lime. <laughs> uh, uh, are we are we working on changing the name of this drink? Is it just going to become cold bubbly lime mint and rum? Is is that what people should start calling it? Yeah, I mean, if you're drunk at a bar and you're like, "Can I have one of those cold bubbly minty lime things?" Yeah, you'd probably end up with one of these. Yeah, if <laughs> if the bartender had worked a bar long enough and spoke drunk, they would undoubtedly... <laughs> if they spoke drunk, they would not serve you anything. Well, in Australia, where we have rules about <laughs> such things... About having fun. Yeah, they would look at you sideways and probably serve you the drink anyway. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um, but it, it it's... Yeah, it, it, I suppose if we're talking about what it represents, then it to me it represents... You know what I said at the intro. It's a beach drink. It's a relaxing summer drink. Something to cool you down on a hot day. Oh, absolutely. It's not. Um, let me repeat. Oh, absolutely. It's it's not something that you drink quickly. Mm. It's something you drink slowly in a relaxed fashion. Mm. Even though you could drink it quickly, you could drink it quickly. It's very pleasant. It, mm. And all of the flavors completely take away any, like, no matter how cheap of a rum you may have used, let, let's assume that you didn't use Bacardi and you used anything else, though Bacardi would have you believe it is the only rum you could make this with. <laughs> Say you used a non-Bacardi white rum or, <laughs> you know, that you used a ludicrously strong rum, mm. like a 50-proof rum or something. Or a, uh, one of the... I was going to say a 75 proof, but that Bacardi's got that covered. They have. They have it with Silly Bacardi. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, not 75 proof, 75%. Mm. But yes, it, let's say even if you made this on 151, mm. the lime and the sugar would still cut the bite out of it and it would go down smooth. Mm. It actually makes it quite a dangerous summer drink. <laughs> yeah, because you can the, just smash these down. Yeah, but you shouldn't. You should just... You know, relax on a banana lounge mm. and, you know, drink it nice and slow by the pool. And if you're, you know, in one of our northern listening areas and it's icy freaking cold, just imagine, think how nice it would be to be by the pool, nice and warm with a nice cold <laughs> mojito. Just think about how much we're enjoying these drinks at the moment. Yeah, and then look outside and shake your fist at us, and then listen to this episode again in summer, <laughs> and go, yeah, yeah, you were right. Mm. So good. Uh, so on that note, how many bottle caps would you rate this? Oh, I, I'm a fan of this beverage. I am. Mm. I would uh, probably give the mojito eight and a half bottle caps. I think. Would you? No, oh, well, the, you know, it's no rusty nail. <laughs> well, this is my favorite cocktail, so this gets a 10. Oh, it's a 10 from you. It's a 10. It's a no from me. No, <laughs> no it's it's an 8 from me, yes, yeah. because it's not my favorite cocktail. I like it. Yeah, just the mint and the, the lime and the ice and soda water just really does it for me. I don't normally have it with sugar syrup, though. Mm-hmm. I yeah. usually leave that out because I like it a little drier because it's slightly more refreshing when there's no sugar in it. 
Yeah, I mean, as I guess it depends how you mix it. But as a general rule, I wouldn't use sugar syrup. I'd use you know, a white sugar or a cast sugar, something that will dissolve quickly and easily mm. when you add the rum and the lime juice. Okay. I'm ta- Well, I'm talking about no sugar at all. Yeah. But it's, it's not going to be the same drink. Well, no, but it's quicker and... Well, it's, it's my version of mojito. <laughs> but with sugar syrup, it's just magnificent. Oh yeah, I mean because it's it's a mojito a la stew. If you yeah. have it without without, without sugar, sugar. Syrup. Yeah. yeah, mostly because I'm too lazy to make sugar syrup. That's why it's so much. That's why I just put in you know two teaspoons of sugar. Yeah. Anyway, um, I think this is going to be a short one, guys. Yes, it certainly looks that way. So uh, I guess it's time for the plugs, and then we'll let you know what to look forward to next. Hmm. So if you liked what you heard. Uh, you should hit that subscribe button if you haven't already. You can find us wherever you get your favourite podcasts from, including Podbean, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Google Play. Uh, you can. We are a good drop all about alcohol. You can, of course, also find us on a couple of the socials, Facebook and Instagram, as a good drop podcast. Yep, uh, and if you want to check out our backlog of previous episodes, you can jump on our website, agooddrop.com.au, or if you've got any comments, questions, uh, suggestions for future episodes, uh, send us an email to agooddrop at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. We don't hear from you enough. Hmm. We know you're out there. We know you're listening. Hmm. And and we like the feedback that we do get. Yeah. So uh, keep, keep, on, keep on coming. And do be sure to tune into our next episode when we talk about one of the, I suppose, forgotten uses for alcohol, cooking. Mm. Going to cook up a storm and uh, hopefully not get too drunk in the process. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, that's it. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.